Every time I meet someone with a creative occupation or they've had a strong relationship with creativity their entire lives, I always have a sense of a feeling of jealousy. And I think it's because I never gave myself the opportunity to lean into my creative desires and pursuits. From a young age, I really enjoyed drawing. Um, I enjoyed uh, reading and stories. And at one point, I really wanted to be an archaeologist because <laughs> I loved history. But it was never practical. It didn't make any sense. My Capricorn energy really came in strong and was like, well, how are you going to make money from that? That doesn't make any sense. It's such a luxury. But now with Woo Woo Company and all that I do, I am creative every single day. And this last year or two, I've identified more and more with being a creative person. And so when I met Tina of Strange Bird Beauty, I was so impressed that she's had a lifelong relationship with creativity. She's been creative her entire life. I mean, you know, one of the businesses that she has right now is Strange Bird Beauty. And I mean, the product itself is so beautiful. I love the intentions on the back of the bottles. Uh, the product smells and feels really good on my skin. My, my skin loves it as well. And so today's podcast is with Tina Chow Rudolph, and she shares her Saturn return. And it wasn't even something that she realized during the time. And she speaks about how she's gotten back into creativity, kind of like dipping in and out of it throughout her life. And with her North Node in Leo, I mean, that is one of the most creative signs. It wants to shine. It wants to be paid attention to. And, you know, she's dipped in and out of creativity her entire life. And this conversation was just so beautiful. We shared what it means to be creative and so much more. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Tina. I am so excited to be interviewing you for the second season of Into the Woo. Tina is the founder creator of Strange Bird, a plant-powered, crystal-powered beauty brand. And I will let her explain a little bit more. She explains it so much more eloquently than me. But Tina, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I jump on any opportunity to talk about anything woo-woo and spiritual and ritual and skincare. So I'm honored to be here. So tell me a little bit more about Strange Bird. So Strange Bird is, I mean, it started out as a skincare company, but it's quickly evolving to um, like a ritual company, a ritual-based company. But in general, we launched two years ago with three products, a cleanser, a serum, and a moisturizer. And what makes us really unique is that we marry ancient Chinese beauty traditions rooted in traditional Chinese medicine with modern energy medicine. Um, the specific type of modern energy medicine is called flower and gem essences, which I'm learning not a lot of people know about. And there, I, there's a lot of education that needs to happen um, from our brand for sure. Um, but basically it is this subtle form of energy medicine created by Dr. Edward Bach in the 1930s, um, where he believed that all living things contain its own unique um, energetic imprint 
and that certain things like crystals and flowers and plants had a very healing um, or recalibrating energy. And when you ingest them, it actually helps to harmonize any energy that might be out of tune in your body. Um, and so, yeah, when you use our products or when you use flower and gem essences by themselves, you're really not only taking care of your skin, nourishing your exterior, but it's really helping to harmonize what's going on inside. And as we know now, right, like your external absolutely is a reflection of your internal life. So I always say that taking the words <laughs> right out of my mouth, Tina. <laughs> yes. I mean, mindset really is everything. And I know that it's something that I continually work on myself every single day, because if you don't, it's it gets very dicey. I mean, it's like you have to go to the mental gym. We 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 do it for our physical bodies. You know, we do it nutrition wise, the foods that we eat. But how many of us say that we train our minds? Yeah. I mean, so for me, this specifically comes from this philosophy that I live my life by developed by the Hendel method, which is this formula for results. Um, I was a life coach for almost 10 years now. I still do it a little bit. But the idea is in order to get the results you want in your life, you need to be in personal integrity, which involves or combines physical, emotional, and spiritual integrity. So for example, if you want to like get your dream job or fall in love or get like your body in shape or whatever kind of result you want, you need to make sure that what you're physically doing, what you're emotionally feeling about that dream, and most importantly, yourself and your spiritual, which is what we talk about as like your belief system about that dream are all aligned in order for you to get that true result. Oh, yeah. Perfect alignment, right? Like that's that's when things like if you're if you're thinking the right things and you're doing the right things and everything will really fall into place. But there's so many yeah. layers of like the beliefs and the thoughts and then the actions, because sometimes you might be thinking one way, but acting in a different way. And then your subconscious, that's like a whole nother beast. Yeah, because what you know, what I definitely experienced a lot as a life coach with clients and of course with myself is just how powerful self-sabotage can be, um, especially most of the time we don't even realize that we're doing it, you know? Yeah. And that's why it's really important to make sure that when you're physically doing something like going after a job or, you know, submitting your resume or going on interviews that you're really checking that you're connected to that job that you're going after and that you really believe yeah. that you're worthy of it, you know? Yeah. And you had mentioned that you found this during your Saturn return, right? In your late twenties. Tell me yes, a little bit about what it was like. What changed sure. for you? I didn't realize that was during my Saturn return. Thank you so much for turning on the light about that. It's really weird and kind of like goosebumpy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I was going through my Saturn return. And actually that is, you know, if you really go backwards in my life, I'm 40 now. And if I put like a milestone or a pin on everything that led me to where I am today, for sure. I think it all really started to bubble up in my late twenties, um, mm. which is again, so weird. Get um, ready for so, the second one. Yeah. 
<laughs> so where, um, you know, I got married when I was 27, um, which is obviously a huge milestone. And then very shortly after, I guess like two years, um, or less after, um, I started to get very burnt out at my job. I was, a, um, I have an MSW. I was a social worker in Chinatown working with undocumented immigrants and it was really rewarding. But in my previous life before that, I was an artist. I was painting since I was five acting for 10 years before that. And I just needed my like creative soul was starting to scream. Um, and so I like, randomly read this blog one day written by this life coaching company. Again, like I said, the Hendel group, and it would like, just spoke to me. It was, it was almost like God's words. Right. And I'm like, wow, this is exactly like what I needed to hear right now. And just serendipitously, like my best friend at the time was working at this club in New York city. And like, the founders of the Hendel group were members of the club. And then I immediately mm. like met that long story short, I got, mm. um, I went on, went, went to like a boot camp, um, And it literally like just changed the entire way that I look at myself um, and how I was approaching my life. And I was like, I need to be trained in this methodology. It feels so creative and maybe exactly what I was looking for, right. To take that world of mental health that I was working in for, for a really long time. And then just like wash it with a lot of creativity. Um, and so, um, I started that training process. It was a two-year training process and in the midst of it. And I guess this was now my, I'm like 29 now at the time, right. I started to get anxiety attacks and panic attacks and like shit got dark, like really dark, you know, like I like didn't sleep for two weeks at one point, oh my you know, God. like two weeks straight, just did not sleep. It was like insane. I thought I was losing my mind and, and I still can't fully pinpoint exactly why all that happened. I think the easiest, I guess the most logical explanation was just that this process of deconstructing all of my old coping mechanisms and understanding of like how I operated and how the world operated was all sort of starting to get removed. And I wasn't quickly enough replacing that infrastructure. And so I just like started to freak out basically, or my spirit Mm. started to freak out. I don't, Mm. I don't, or my inner child started to freak out. Right. Like, like you used to do all this stuff. Like you used to hyper plan, like what's happening you know like yeah you know? just a shifting of reality root chakra work you're still feeling a little untethered probably should have done a little bit more grounding during that time thank you for saying that so like at that time while i was getting going through the process of being trained and becoming a coach i actually then discovered yoga right um which obviously is a very ancient ritual but i i discovered it in my you know, late, late 20s, 29, 30. Um, and then yoga, of course, I, I'm, I'm maybe not, of course, but for me, yoga led to weight, like a rabbit hole of like woo woo, like breath work, crystals, you know, then flower essences, gem essences, like tarot cards. Then, you know, obviously you can't see it on the podcast, but I'm like sitting next to my altar and like, you know, I, I always dabbled in like, witchcrafty stuff since I was 16. So the world, like the world of just something that you couldn't fully explain that was a little bit more like the subtle energy power magic uh, was sort of familiar. It was almost like going home, you know? Um, And it was exactly what I needed. The anxiety started to dissipate. 
the fear started to go away and I, and I did feel exactly what you just said, way more grounded, way more centered in this new reality that I was creating for myself, you know, um, and, uh, letting go of the shit that I no longer needed, but then feeling safe in it. Like for sure, it was like all the woo stuff that really let me sit in it and, Mm. and, and feel it in my heart, in my body, instead of just constantly trying to intellectualize it. Cause, cause therapy can really be that way, especially any sort of cognitive behavioral therapy or life coaching can feel very logical and practical because it's very result. Yeah, it's very result oriented, right? Like you do these things, then you'll get these things, you know. But um, for me, as like someone, you know, who grew, I'm 100% Chinese. My parents are immigrants. I grew up like being raised to be like the model minority, <laughs> you know. Like that part of me was already overactivated, the cerebral mm, part, you know. Yeah. So I really needed to know how to drop out of that, balance my whole self drop into my heart and, you know, like for sure, the rituals, uh, the sacred rituals of, of woo-woo um, really helped me do that. Yes. And when I looked into your astrology, I know you're not big into astrology, but it all makes sense. And there was like a brief period of time when you were doing like social work, but before that, like you were doing like painting, you said you started painting like at age five. five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's acting, but then like social work got in there. And so it makes sense that during your Saturn return, because your North node is in Leo, that's kind of like what you're meant to be doing in life. Like, um, your soul's purpose is really meant to like shine and do creative things. So yes, to go back into something more creative. And then of course, like your Saturn to learn like those relationships, lessons and your needs versus other people's needs what does it mean to be in harmony all of those things definitely sounded like they came into play yeah yeah I mean I'm trying right I'm like I I think that there was probably like a week there that I like was like yes I've mastered balance and prioritizing myself and then I got pregnant (laughs) and then I got pregnant again Mm. you know and so now I am 40 years old married full-time working mom of two babies two toddlers I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old um and so um figuring out how to balance my own wellness my own well-being with the well-being of my relationships um is definitely not easy but it's it's again like this is what we sort of were talking about earlier on I think subconsciously that's why strange bird was why I created strange bird it was sort of my like promise or subconscious commitment to myself like dude if you create a brand like a whole entire company based on self-care and taking care of yourself you better fucking do it (laughs) There's no way to you avoid know? it because you There's you you no have to, to you have to do it every single day so you can explain to other walk, people yeah. the ritual of it, the benefits. The yeah, you gotta walk the walk. Otherwise you're bullshitting. And obviously, like I I live my life as much in integrity as possible. And so yeah, like every day I have to write a write an Instagram post, right? About mental wellness and rituals and self-care. And if I'm like haven't showered in three days, <laughs> like that's not gonna work. So so yeah, I think a lot of what, like, I think, um, my soul was smart enough to create strange bird, not only to help other women create space 
that is meaningful when they lock that bathroom door, but also for myself as a reminder for myself on a daily basis. And now my five-year-old, like, she is so funny. She's never seen a YouTube video in her life about like, you know how like skincare bloggers like, like put on stuff and they're they're, like talking about the texture and like, Ooh, never saw one in her life. Okay. And she just innately like took my phone one day, put video on and like, just started to like take the oils and like put them on her face and say, Ooh, this smells really good. You just rub it in like this. Like, and all of a sudden she was like shell fan or something. It was so insane. <laughs> a natural influencer in the making. Yes. Or, you know, just like, she's just spreading the gospel of self-care, you know, um, which is really, it's just really funny. <laughs> very, and very cute. And um, yeah. what are some of those key lessons that you learned um, in your late twenties? Um, that. I mean, it, I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that it was something that I didn't fully understand before that, but how important it is to take care of yourself and to put yourself first and what taking care of yourself actually meant, you know, because I think women are raised not to think about themselves and not to take care of themselves. And so any sort of understanding we have about self-care is sort of like this template that we, we take on from the outside world. And especially uh, as women of color, it's like, we're taking on like ideas of self-care that don't align or don't even fit within our culture or understanding of self. And so for me, it was like being in my twenties, it was like, how do you take care of yourself? What does that even mean to you specifically? And, and how can you design your life to really be in integrity with that, um, and prioritize that and not you, and not just say that something you're going to do, you know, but how do you actually create your life around self-care as almost the epicenter? Because self-care is you at the epicenter, right? Yes, yes. That's that's so powerful because I reflect on kind of, again, my own experiences during that time. And I remember like how much of myself was actually not the life that I was living. Like I thought I was doing my own thing because I wasn't like, you know, a doctor or a lawyer. Like my parents never pressured me to do that. But there was always kind of like get a good job, kind of climb the corporate ladder, like appreciate that stability, you know, all the opportunities you have. And so I did it in my own way. But was it the was it really what I wanted to do? And kind of like as I reflect, I'm like, no, it was really just kind of like this. I I try to make it work for myself. I'm like, okay, I can't be a lawyer or doctor, but I can be in like marketing and communications and journalism and media and all of that. That's how I made it work. But yeah, during my late 20s, I was like, oh, I think I need to discover actually what I really want. And I think I want to live a life that's very different. And so my remember, you're like, oh, I didn't sleep for a couple weeks. I felt um, 
I felt some kind of way for years, for years during my Saturn return, a little bit before, a little bit after, just because like um, my, I have something in astrology called a stellium in Capricorn. So I have a lot of energy of career and responsibility and groundedness is more serious. And that sign is ruled by Saturn of, you know, kind of making sure you're doing the right thing and maturity, responsibility, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and all of that. And so- Dutiful I, daughter. <laughs> I know. So I, I was just like, oh my God, like this is- is, this is a lot and I need to kind of break free and understand mm-hmm. what type of life that do I want to live for myself but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are afraid to do the self-reflection um, and to really dig deep during this time which you've definitely done and I've done it's because like your world falls from beneath you mm-hmm. everything you know everything that was familiar the path you thought you're going to take completely disappears and it's like you're free falling until you kind of you know, fall on hopefully something that's like a, mm-hmm. like, like comfortable landing spot, <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's tough. I mean, I think my experience and just to sort of simplify what I was saying, and I think it really aligns to what you're saying is that like the free falling is sort of just letting go of all the lies, right? Like you, we have a choice moments in our life to a recognize that we are lying um, to tell the truth about that. Right. And then the biggest decision is to no longer live that way and do it differently. And a lot of people don't make that decision, right? A lot of people like, Mm -hmm. okay, I know I'm unhappy. I know I'm lying about something, but you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. And not change. Um, but that's what I discovered in my twenties. Like for me, like what I said, what self-care meant for to me and self, what self-care means to me is to live a life that I'm not trying to escape from, you know, like to be in my full truth. And then how do I like, what decisions do I make about how I spend my day, who I spend my time with mm-hmm. that keep me present in my body? Because what happens with lies Right. And when I say lie, I don't mean like, oh, that tastes good. And you didn't really think so. I mean, the spiritual lies, the lying to yourself about your happiness, about what you what you really want out of your life or your partner. Right. Those are the things that take you out of the present um, and keep you running and keep you numbing, you know, and keep you avoiding. Um, And so, yeah, for me, like the best self-care I can give myself is a daily practice of cleaning the dirty laundry, telling the truth, you know, so that I can, so that I want to stay in my body and present as much as possible. Mm, Yes, that's beautiful. And earlier you mentioned um, flower essences and how that's a big part of your ritual, your routine, but also of Strange Bird. I looked into it earlier this year, but now I've completely forgotten (laughs) what they actually are and what they do. So can you share a little bit more about, you know, the flower essences and, and, you know, what's, what's in your self-care routine? You know, I see a lot of the stuff on the altar. uh, Mm -hmm. So that must be part of your, um, your rituals as well. And so I'm curious Mm -hmm. to know. Um, Okay. I mean, so I'll, I'll just start by explaining what flower and gem essences are, they are a form of modern energy medicine akin, akin to like homeopathy or acupuncture or Reiki. It was developed by a, 
a guy named Dr. Edward Bach in the 1930s. Um, he believed that all things like quantum physics, right? All things are created by, have its own innate energy pattern, energy, energetic imprint, and that certain things have healing energetic vibrations like crystals, like olive essence, like rose, like, you know, mustard seed, those kinds of things, those kinds of herbs and plants. And that he was able to capture that energetic imprint by taking that physical plant or crystal, putting it in fresh spring water because water actually absorbs energy, right? And then that water now contains, in theory, that water now contains the energy of that crystal or that plant. And then if you then take it into your body, whether through the skin or through um, a tincture, that energy will then harmonize your energy. I know that sounds like really crazy, like, oh, you're putting it in water nah. for the full moon and blah, blah, nah. blah. But like your audience probably doesn't think it's too crazy, but it really is just what acupuncture is. It really is just what Reiki is, right? Reiki, instead of using crystal, right? It's using the other human's energy to help recalibrate your own. So it's the same thing. And yeah, for me, when I started to get those anxiety attacks and those panic attacks, you know, when I was like 29, 30, I like did not know what to do. I knew medication wasn't right for me, though. I absolutely believe in it for, for some people. So I tried this. I just on a whim tried, tried it. And it just gave me that like, you know what it feels like when you've meditated for 20 minutes or you did like that yoga class, that amazing yoga class for an hour, you just have a little bit more space. That's what it gave me. It gives me just a little bit more space. It, it takes the edge off when I take a flower essence and it just gives me a little bit more space between the rapid mind and my higher self so that I can like breathe and um, disconnect from that fear a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so, and then to answer your question, as far as like, what do my daily rituals look like? I'm actually a very, emo- I, we talked earlier about both of us being projectors. Like for me, emotions really drive my entire life, you know? Um, and so for me, it really depends on what I am feeling. And so that's, that's my excuse for not totally understanding astrology, not fully getting into things that require a lot of like mental understanding, you know, even human design, I'm like obsessed with it. But at the same time, I don't know anything about like, really about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I just like can't process things that way, or, or I'm not attracted to processing things that are very like, there's a lot of things to learn or memorize. So for me, it's more of like, this like feeling that I get. And so I wake up in the morning and I'll know if I need to go for a walk or I'll know if I need to just sit at my altar and pray, or I'll know if I need to do a reading that day, or I'll know if I need to actually like call my astrologist and like sign up for a session. Like, um, and for me, that's how I, that's how I die. Just like how I'm feeling in Mm. that moment to me, but that's not, that's my best way of self-care mm, yes that's good it's like really listening to your intuition charge mm-hmm. i'd love to know what you learned in this episode and if you're going through a saturn return what support do you need and what has it been like for you has it been kind of like a bit of a soul-wrenching experience and you kind of having so many existential questions or have you been coasting through it because you've already been on your path which Big kudos to you. 
Now, these episodes about Saturn return aren't just for people who are going through their Saturn return, which happens in your late twenties, mid to late fifties, as well as mid to late eighties. It's really a source of inspiration for people who are trying to just make a change in their lives, wanting to do something different, but afraid of taking the leap. I know that for myself, whenever I'm going through a big transition, it's so helpful to hear the stories of other people because I'm like, they made it through, I can make it through as well. And they also have wonderful tips and tricks of kind of like, what do they do to kind of get through this kind of rocky time? So I hope that it's been inspirational to you. And if you think that someone would benefit from this episode, share it with them. And if you haven't rated the podcast five stars, I would be so appreciative if you rated it five stars. And if you feel compelled to make a donation, you can find that in the show notes as well. Your support means so much to me. If you're interested in spirituality and how that helps with building a business and figuring out your career, don't miss the next episode that's dropping same time next week. All right. Have a wonderful day. And as always, I am wishing you so much joy and so much abundance in your life.